Welcome to another episode of Business Beyond Borders. Today, we're very happy to have with us Amelia Chen, who is the founder and headhunter at Polygon Search, a leading headhunting firm focused on fintech recruitment with more than 400,000 candidates across Asia and the United States. Polygon Search aims to provide personalized recruitment services for both clients and candidates alike. Prior to founding her own firm, Amelia was a senior consultant with Michael Page, where she successfully developed new businesses by building strong relationships and generating raffles to secure contracts with family offices, tier one investment banks, as well as hedge funds. Happy to have you here. Welcome, Amelia. Hi, Daphne. Hi, everyone. Very, very nice to be here. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, let us kick, us, kick, kick off by understanding a little bit more about your background. Um, maybe could you tell me more about yourself? What actually drove you to become a recruiter in the fintech space and subsequently now starting your own headhunting firm? Okay. Actually, before joining the headhunting industry, I was working at Taipei University. Uh, it's a program, a big program for Taipei government. Mm -hmm. And my job is to do work. Uh, my job is to do sports sponsorship recruitment. Right. And after that, I think, wow, it's really nice to do some recruitment or uh, sponsorship things. So I think maybe I should join a sport agency to do like um, sports agent. But before that, I think, um, maybe it's better to learn how to recruit people professionally. Mm -hmm. So I joined a headhunting firm called People Search. Okay. And when I joined that, I was uh, responsible for investment industry. And then I found, okay, it's easier to make money to be a headhunter than just being a sports agent. So that's why I start my recruiter, um, uh, my recruiter life. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And then how, what, what um, got you to then decide to start your own headhunting firm? Yeah, because um, most of my clients are venture capitals or private equities or even family right. offices. Yeah. They need someone who can, who can be trusted. Yeah. So in my opinion, it's better to have my own headhunting firm so that I won't be limited. I can do full function services like i can help them to find engineers find finances or to find investment associates i think that's a better way to service my clients nice 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 and um in the in the field of you know um, fintech recently what have you seen are some of the global trends that you have observed um in this space yeah i think for the fintech industry because of the outbreak of COVID-19. So there are more companies they're moving out from Hong Kong and mm -hmm. maybe they move to Singapore. Right. However, because of the cost, it's getting higher in Singapore because of the inflation. So now there are more companies they're looking for remote uh, job, a remote candidate. And that's why more and more companies they are looking for candidates in Taiwan. Okay. I think for Taiwanese candidates, they have some advantages, like they are bilingual, they're native in Mandarin and fluent in English. So, and with um, lower salary, to be honest. Mm. So that's a trend. People are, uh, companies are looking for candidates in Taiwan. 
Okay, okay. Interesting that you mentioned the topic on bilingualism. Um, would love to understand, you know, in your uh, personal opinion and from your experience working with so many different um, candidates, how important is bilingualism or multilingualism for candidates who are actually searching for a role in the fintech industry? I, I think uh, I can take myself for an example. Mm-hmm. But there are lots of can, uh, lots of headhunters in Taiwan and yeah. who's doing like banking or fintech industry recruitment. Yeah. However, not many recruiters they have uh, connections in Singapore or in Hong Kong because um. I think most of can most of headhunters they are not confident enough to speak in English. Right, right. Because of that, I try to make a market differentiation of my company. Mm-hmm. I try to find more clients in Hong Kong, in mm-hmm. Singapore, and I find being bilingual is is really good because I can express myself precisely and mm-hmm. efficiently. And I can share the market updates with these companies who's, who are interested in our market. Yeah. So take myself for example, being bilingual can make you get more exposure yeah. in the regional or in global. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and I mean, that tell, says a lot about the uh, within the hit hunting or recruitment space. But how about from a candidate's perspective, like, um, has there been a peak in terms of, or an increase in terms of the request um, from companies for their candidates to actually be bilingual or multilingual? Yeah, just just like what I mentioned, because there are more uh, multinational companies they are looking for candidates in Taiwan. Right. However, for these companies, most of the owners or for the team members, they cannot really speak Mandarin. Mm-hmm. So how to communicate with the team members efficiently you need to speak english right so being bilingual is like the basic requirements for these candidates okay 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 yeah that is that's really interesting how the um, market has shifted and i think previously you know so long as you're good in um one skill set and like in technical competency um that's good enough but increasingly it's quite interesting to also see that you know language has become a, a more and more important requirement going forward um and would love to also touch a little bit about, you know, um, in the recent times, maybe in the past um, three to six months, we've heard a lot about, you know, tech winter and things like that. Um, how, what are some of the hot job vacancies or like what are some of the trending job vacancies that you've seen in the fintech industry? And um, going forward, maybe looking ahead in the next six to 12 months, uh, we'll also love for our audience to know uh, what type of new jobs do you think would be created in the industry? Yeah, I just find a trend that communication is getting more important. So there are some jobs like developer relation or okay. ecosystem growth job, uh, role is getting more important. It's like companies, uh, because of these fintech companies, they are uh, change, changing rapidly, rapidly. So they need to find a win-win situation. They need to find an ecosystem to to cooperate with. So it's extremely important to find someone who can communicate with engineers, with um, with BDs or with other yeah. parties. <laughs> and so that I I think being bilingual or being able to communicate is yeah. is getting like a trend. 
a trend. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's really interesting. Um, and also you mentioned how, you know, language is one of the areas that you differentiate yourselves and your firm. Um, besides that, how do you typically, you know, work together with your clients to best service them and help them fill up the recruitment gaps that they have? Yeah, actually, when I introduce my company, when I send the company intro, I always give them the salary report in okay. Taiwan. Okay. Because I, I think numbers matters. And I think it's more important to let them know how exactly the job market is. Yeah. So I just show them the salary standard. And I also tell them like the differentiation between candidates who can speak English or who cannot speak in English. Their salary structure is totally different. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's quite cool. Um, you value it from the onset and uh, share with them these benchmarks so that they can they can see that. Um, and and talking about candidates, I mean, I'm sure you have come across and worked together with many, many candidates. How? Um, what are some of the important skill sets that you think candidates should have in today's job market? Well, I, I think it's not only about skill sets. It's more about mindset. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it's more important about if the candidates have integrity, flexibility, and self-discipline. Okay. Because just like what I said, remote jobs are getting more and more popular. Yeah. Especially in fintech industry. And in fintech industry, like the most topic, uh, the most popular topic is Web3. Right. And I just find there are so many scams in Web3 industry. I mean, for candidates or for clients, they're trying to find who's real in this industry. So I, I think integrity is very important yeah for for the candidates and then for flexibility because of the compliance or because of the trend is changing all the time mm-hmm. how to keep the flexibility to adapt new things new environments is getting more and more important yeah and last but not least self-discipline mm-hmm. because most of jobs uh most of popular jobs are remote jobs how to make time management properly and how to make yourself disciplined yes. is getting very important. Okay, okay, okay. And and you mentioned that just uh you mentioned a bit about scams that are happening in the fintech industry, especially in Web3. Um maybe could you share a couple of examples on that? Yeah, just like uh yesterday I just saw a LinkedIn post by a Singaporean Headhunter, she just mentioned that there are some fake CVs. Right. Like they like the CVs look perfect. Uh graduated from maybe Ivy League school with very with very good experience from very big company. However, when they when the recruiter to do the reference check just find everything is fake. Mm. So I I think it's um it's a sign for for us to know that maybe when we're hiring some remote candidates, yeah, reference check, or to find someone who you can trust, yeah. is very important. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, and and I I'm sure many of the um young professionals out there are also 
um, who are thinking of entering into the fintech industry, um, given that you've worked with so many of them, what is some advice that you give them um, as they consider exploring a career in the fintech industry? I think for young candidates, if you're uh, interested in fintech industry, no matter which company or what kind of product you're interested in, like if you're interested in Web3, then maybe you should invest a little money into crypto so that you can get more understanding of the system of the product. Yeah. And for myself, when I uh, first to be the investment headhunter, mm. I invest some stocks or stock uh, or some options to get more understanding about the industry. So I think it's a really good way. Yeah. And because of these candidates, they may not have enough experience in the industry. Mm-hmm. So when you are interviewing, you can just share your experience about investment or about how you look at these um, products. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's really good advice. And and actually, just maybe one last question um, for this segment. Uh, we'd love to better understand over, you know, the past couple of years, how have you seen the interview process changing? Especially now you mentioned also there's a shift towards um, re- hiring remote workers. Um, how has the interview process changed? Typically, maybe you could walk us through typically what are the couple of stages that you that you've seen and how best can candidates prepare as they um, you know, interview for roles in this industry? Uh, I think for interview stages, it's it's more like uh, for the first or second interview, HRs can accept candidates to do virtual virtual interview. Right, right. Yeah. But for the last one, if it's a very important uh, role like GM role or mm-hmm. head of BD role, yeah, they still wants to. Uh, companies are still need to see them in person. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but how about in terms of the actual interview process? Um, usually, what are how how can candidates best prepare for the interview beyond you know, um, understanding the product, testing out the product itself? Um, what are what are some other ways that they can prepare for the interview? Uh. Actually, for my candidates, I usually give them a handbook about how to prepare interview. First of all, HRs or companies, they care about what's your motivation. What's your motivation to apply this job or your motivation to leave the current company? Mm. And second is like, what's your strength? Like introduce yourself to to share some projects you've ever done. And to see like how to leverage your past experience to the to the role you're applying for. Mm-hmm. Third is the uh, QA session. Like how do you know about this company and what do you want to know about this company and how to cooperate with each other? And the fourth, the last but not least, to know your expectation, the mm-hmm. salary expectation or the benefit expectation. Okay, okay. That's really helpful. Um, thank you so much, Amelia. We'll we just wrap up the English segment of um today's episode. We'll now move on to the uh quick fire Chinese questions. Um are you ready? I'll I'll yes. Okay. Now 
，所以呃，现在准备好了吗？我就开始问吧。好，<笑>好的。那呃，首先能够用中文做个呃，就是自我介绍吗？好，大家好，我是 Emilia 陈。我之前是在台北市政府师大运专案负责运动赞助。那结束这个工作以后，我就转入猎头行业。一开始是在 People Search， 后面是在 Michael Page， 一直以来都是负责投资领域的猎才。那现在的话，我自己成立了一间猎头公司，叫做 Polygon Search。好的，好的。那呃，就是最近学到的呃一门新新的知识，能够跟我们分享吗？好，呃，因为最近我自己开公司，所以我很认真的在学习 Public Speaking， 就是公开演讲的部分。嗯，那我学到了一个非常实用的小技巧，就是当你紧张的时候，往前站一步。<笑>对，对于我来说也可以，就是我们我们进行这个播客，我也可以，就是用一下。<笑>没错，对对对，好的，那呃，那就是呃，如果您能用三个词汇形容自己，你会用什么词汇呢？呃，我会用勇敢。果断，还有负责这三个词汇来形容我自己。勇敢的话，不外乎就是我成立了自己的公司。对，果断的话，就是当初在做这决定的时候，我没有任何的犹豫，我就决定好，那就这样做。负责的话，就是当开公司遇到很多挫折，我还是全力以赴，因为我知道我要对我的客户，我要对我的人选负责。对对对对对对对。很精辟，<笑>那啊、呃，就是在你，因为你你你现在是在那个金融科技领域当中啊、呃，也做这个猎头，然后啊、呃，就是在对于在这个行业寻找呃一个呃呃一个职位的那那个应聘者，你你会有对他们有什么建议或者是劝告吗？我觉得。当你想进入这产业的时候，你不应该想的是我可以赚多少钱，而是要想说我可以从里面学到什么。嗯，因为很多人选，呃，尤其很多年轻的人选，他们只会看到我眼前的第一份薪水。是，但是呢，像我之前可能有去台大做一些演讲，我会把呃，就是 salary report 再显示一次给他们看，我跟他们讲说每个职位。从 junior 到呃资深的时候，薪水大概是多少？让他们有个概念，因为有些职位是一开始钱很多，但是后面的成长很慢；但有些职位是一开始钱很少，但后面的成长可能是没有天花板。那我觉得，呃，假设是比较年轻的人选，可能要有这样子的意识。对对对对对，我还是很认同。就是我们在呃，我们这家公司在聘请的时候也是。呃，找寻找的那个团员都就是不能以薪水为重吧？对对<笑>对啊！而且有时候以薪水为重，这只是表面上。我常常跟人选说：“那你要看时薪多少啊？你的薪水很高，但你每天要加班到两三点，半夜两三点，<笑>那这样子真的有赚比较多吗？”对对对对对对。那最后一道问题啊、呃，就比较比较就是跟行业之外的问题吧。所以，如果您能够改变世界上的一件事，您会改变什么呢？我会改变什么？我会希望
这个世界可以更透明、更清楚。嗯、虽然猎头是在做一个资讯不对称的行业，但其实像我自己在做事情，我是让资讯尽量透明对称、嗯，因为我不想要让双方的期待有很大的落差。但我我也对自己很有自信，当资讯透明对称的时候，大家还需要我，就代表我真的有那个价值。哦，对对对，那那也是这样。你你你刚才也说，就是你开始做一个呃新，就是开始招聘的时候，你也会把那个呃薪水报告呃和和就是应聘者一起分享。对，没错。呃，通常我都会是跟公司这边的话，我通常我都会直接让他们看薪水报告，嗯、因为我在这边说哦，市场行情不好，呃。你给的薪水太低，他们听不进去，他们只会觉得我只是想把行情拉高。但今天假设我把整个 salary report 给他们看，他们就会了解他们现在在怎样子的定位。我也可以更客观的去跟他分享。对对对对对。那好吧，今天就啊、呃，今天的播客就到此为止。那呃，非常感谢 Amelia 今天抽空和我们分享他对。呃，金融科技的经验，并且在这个猎头方面也是跟我们一起分享。呃，我觉得就是我们的听众会从中学到很多，就是呃，也是他们如果在呃金融科技考虑一个一份事业的话，他们也会呃有更更更清楚的了理解需要呃准备的是什么。对，好，谢谢 Daphne 今天的时间，还有 Bluens 的邀请。Well, well. Ah,、uh, no. Thank you so much, Amelia, for your time today. I really appreciate it. And then we will wrap up the podcast. Okay. Thank you so much for the invitation today. Thank you so much, Amelia. Thank you for listening to Business Beyond Borders. If you have any feedback or thoughts, do write into us at support at bluen dot com. Click to follow to tune into the next episode. See you again soon.